Whistle, the official podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan all season long, every week, giving you reactions, analysis, and hot takes. So, Patty, that that was a, a, a game of football. It was certainly that. It was I would call them. it definitely a sports a sports game that we it watched. Was a sports game that occurred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, if we can't win, uh, uh, at least we didn't lose. So yeah, we got dude. that going for us. Yeah, dude. I know that we just said this before starting to record this, but like, if there's one game that I'm fine with being a really boring nail nail draw, it's friggin' Forge. Yes, yes, especially <laughs> because it was Forge at home, which traditionally we are absolutely dookie yeah we've never won <laughs> at TV against <laughs> so um yeah so it's fine for us to walk away with a point uh but i'm I'm just more glad that bobby didn't walk away with three points that makes me really happy because he's a whiny baby that's true he's a whiny baby and if anyone knows why um forge walks off the pitch um at the tunnel next to the dub instead of the middle tunnel like everybody else in the league uh hit us up because we really want to know I yeah really get why he does that I, yeah, I don't know if it's like a men- mental mental thing uh, or he's trying to do it, but I mean, we're not intimidated by you, Bobby. Yeah. Anyways. Your hairline's worse than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and mine. Uh, yeah. And, and ours aren't that great. We're getting They're up not. there a little bit. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting up there in age. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess we could, we could talk about that football match that we watched. Um, a bit of a change. You know, I think Cargo went with, a, I'm going to call it a more offensive minded structure um, it was interesting which was, wasn't it which yeah it was so he went with the three one four two. um G- gianni and sammy up top um asti iliadis ollie and malcolm shaw in the mids mm-hmm. which was a bit of a a bit of a i'm gonna call it a surprise i think for a lot of people yeah um including me <laughs> i was like oh that's a weird <laughs> place to see him um well especially since you could pretty much just switch DeSantos and shaw and it would make more sense so yes. I don't know what the, <laughs> I'm guessing he yeah. thought that Shaw's defensive qualities were going to be better suited for like a left wing back than uh, than Gianni's. I guess that's the only explanation I can think of. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like his, his stats were like not not the greatest defensively. So I don't know. But whatever yeah. it was, um, I know it was a bit of a change up, but I think it worked. You had Zappa in the six as usual. Um, yep. And then a back trio of Singh, Acosta and Carl Wimet. Yep. Um, Nathan in, in goal. So. Um, I I don't know if this was just a formation that Cargo picked simply to counter Forge and almost aim for a, a nil-nil draw, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what it seemed like watching the match. I mean, I I see definitely going back to a back three, having a three midfield, um, all that just has you know tight, compact defense written all over mm-hmm. it, and because exactly. we know that Forge are are threatening from any direction down the middle and from the wings, if it was basically just all right, let's make this field as small as possible. Um, and make sh- you know make it so that we can shut them down from every direction. And then we did. Our defense was Im- was impeccable. Yep. Yeah. So and I, that's and this was a match that we needed our defense to be impeccable. Yeah. Um. And we're going to talk about kind of I, what I would call the, the the magic dust to our defense this match for sure later. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. So overall, it, it's a tough match to talk about. Like I mean, ball possession. Like pretty much all the stats were even. If you look, like I looked down all the stats after watching the game again today. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And like both teams had six shots, both teams had zero chances. Well, this is the biggest thing, right? Zero big, ch- <laughs> like keeping both had almost eighty percent pass accuracy. Yeah, keeping forced is zero big chances, and having basically the same amount of pass accuracy and the same possession was just like, man, we've never been this evenly matched against Forge before. Nope. You know what I no. mean? 
Yeah, and I, I think a lot of that comes down to, and I'll talk about it later, but I think having Zappa in the six yeah. really changes the dynamic of us doing like man-to-man marking and zone defense yeah. in the midfield against a team that has guys like Sissoko, Becker, like AAJ, like those guys that, that, that are Which huge. is like probably the best midfield in the league, let's be real here. <laughs> exactly. Huge, <laughs> huge, huge midfield offensive strength. And yeah. I think having that calmness and that that clinical play really kind of changed, changed things for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping to see a lot more of that going forward. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was like we said, it was a perfect counter to what Forge are strong at. And I mean, we were also strong on our own. We had more shots on target than they did, yep. even though we didn't have any, you know, big chances whatsoever. Yeah. We were also more successful on dribbles. Uh, we yep. went 72%. Forge mm-hmm. was 33%. They only had five. I think we had like 13 or something. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, we, you know, we kept them to two accurate crosses, 15% of total uh, attempted. So that's kind of a success on our, on our defensive shape. You know, we push them to the outside, be like, come on, cross the ball in. And then Wimet's just going to head it away. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they did the same thing, though, because they kept us to one accurate cross, yeah, 8%. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was definitely a game of defense. Um, and I think if the game had gone on, at some point, someone would have broke. But. Mm-hmm. We ended up, you know, doing the full 90 plus injury time uh, just with one nil-nil draw, no goals. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, we can take, uh, I don't know if you want to take a couple seconds just to, you know, discuss the <laughs> the black and white striped elephant in the room that's going on right now <laughs> and league-wide. Um, I'm sure all of you guys out there that are listening or, or you know, our ATO fans saw the the offside call the offside on a corner call. kick which oh, which can only happen in CONCACAF by the way I've seen <laughs> it happen in CONCACAF before and here yeah, it is <laughs> yeah so for those of you who don't aren't like rules nerds um, you can't be offside on a corner kick <laughs> so the fact that they called it offside was some real real bush league <laughs> I mean, it's, it was in, so fr- and it was such a good play too there was no one between like between them and the net it just it's so frustrating so, so frustrating like, obviously multiple people have said this exact same sentiment and i also thought it but i'll repeat them and also give them credit for this um it's one thing when it when a when a ref screws up a foul or gives a card when they shouldn't have one or or calls a penalty wrong or misses an offside. That's just being um you know maybe a little Human. bit amateur, yeah. you know, not not yeah. as as honed in your skills as refereeing. When you straight up don't actually know the rule and yeah. are incorrectly applying a law wrong, that's a that's quite embarrassing. Yeah, and like you shouldn't is, be you know, officiating is, at that level if you're going to be making mistakes like that. Well, and the thing is, is that, you know, we give refs a hard time. We all do. And we're always almost wrong with the level that we do it, right? It's just frustration. <laughs> and then we calm yeah. down. But this this deserves all criticism that it's been going its way. Because if you straight up don't know the rules, then you shouldn't be doing the job. Go back to met ref school. You know, like yep. go back to peewee. Like you, you can't you can't be refereeing the uh, uh, country's top flight football league. <laughs> yeah if well, you don't exactly. know the goddamn rules you know well, exactly and i think it's 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 part and parcel to kind of what we're seeing across the league now um we talked about it a lot last year we've talked about it a little bit this year but really it's starting to come out of the woodwork with other teams now and and referees starting to decide games i'm sure everyone saw the highlights from the cavalry pacific game yep um and meyer bevins <laughs> i'm gonna call it gigantic air quotes penalty inside the box which yeah. was probably one of the softest fouls i've ever seen oh definitely, um, definitely. and i that's honestly city. think he maybe should have been booked for for diving after oh, yeah. that, no, watching it a couple for times. me that's an easy yellow for simulation i mean it was yes it was very clear yeah and that's something that the league has kind of taken on themselves well the league the canada soccer taking on themselves i think to address is the diving in the league because last year it was pretty egregious for a lot of you know 
several key players. I'm going to call them. Some of them aren't around anymore, but um, you know <laughs> who you are. Left in, in weird <laughs> circumstances partway through the season. <laughs> yes, yeah, but but I think it was something that that I'm going to call probably got a bit of heat and light, and and was hopefully going to be addressed. And then when you see something like that, you're just like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. Um, and then Ollie being kind of dragged down in the box too. I watched that and I was like, when I watched the highlights, I was like, oh. Because when I first got up, the first thing I did, because obviously it's, you know, time difference. Yeah. Um, I, I watched the highlights and my wife woke up. And so I stopped watching the highlights right after, like, Ollie got dragged down. So I was like, oh, yeah. sick. We got a penalty kick. All right. We'll go back. I was like, I'll restart it for you. We can watch. And then we can watch the penalty together. And then it gets to that play and I'm watching it. And then it just goes on and he calls a goal kick. I was like, what did I just watch? What was that? Uh. So, again, if you're going to call something like that in the Cavs, for or the Cavs specific game like and then not call you know it's 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 just inconsistency that's my biggest issue with this league and the Canada soccer refs is inconsistency yeah. Yeah. there's wild inconsistency across the league and it's starting to really affect games when we're sitting at what eight games seven games left in the season mm-hmm. and there's six six teams arguably that are competitive for playoff spots yeah, no, absolutely. It's 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 getting really really tight. And when things like, I mean, we look at the Van, the Vancouver game as well. I mean, they got screwed over yeah, by the ref like did, two yeah. or three times for a, hand, in that for a game. clear handball. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, these obviously they're they're a team that's desperate to take points off of anybody. Um, so no, it's it's when, when calls like this are going to decide games, and that call decided that game, right? That it was did. the one goal. It was it was a, an awful penalty dive, and it was a top of the table clash. And others have mentioned this as well that. It's a little bit spellbinding that these refs aren't going and talking to their linesman. Yeah, they're, it is their weird. line, their line person, because they're right there. You know, especially yeah. if you're the, if you're the man in the middle, and then a long ball gets launched over to the box. I get it how you might not have the best eye, eye view to to call a foul, right? Yeah. Because you're going to be very far away. But that's why you have people running down the lines. <laughs> Go talk yeah. to them. Go talk well, to we, them. And again, we've seen it happen in this league before. Like in games last year, I remember. I vividly remember one where the, I think it was the ref called a foul or something, and then there was like a bunch of commotion. It was at an, it was an ATO game, and mm-hmm. they, they ran over the corner and talked with his line, uh, the linesman, and then finally ended up reversing the call because the linesman was like, well, no, obviously that was, you know, it wasn't offside or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to just see more of that, especially in a league that doesn't have any kind of VAR you know, re- video review of any kind. Yeah. Maybe just, you know, again take a couple seconds and confer with the other officiants before you make a call that could easily decide who gets to host the the playoffs or who gets to go and play in the CONCACAF championship. Exactly. Like, with the large monetary reward and then crazy gate yeah. receipts for playing Mexican teams. Like it's, 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 there's a lot at stake here. And, exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. I mean, maybe, so. maybe if the lines people don't know the offside rule, maybe it's better that they're not going and conferring with them. I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, good point. Uh, good point. But uh, you know, on, t- I, I, on top of that too, I mean, it's very fairly easy. And but um, I mean, I'm not actually going to say it's fairly easy because I don't know how much work goes into probably a lot. But there's metrics out there that you can easily look at for, um, you know, cards and and calls and fouls and all mm-hmm. kinds of kind of stats that you're looking at for, for efficiency. Yeah. And to me, that's the stuff we, the league should be pressuring Canada soccer to start looking at because as I've said before on this podcast, there are wild outliers in oh, yeah. the referee list yep. for this league. Mm-hmm. And to me, at some point you should just be like, all right, these four refs, you're going to a lower league. So you're going to league one in Canada. For yeah. the season. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Like you can't have that, that type of, that type of officiating. And then yeah. it, expect to keep starting games 
um, especially going into the playoffs. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, this 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 wrong offside call plus the other two wrong offside calls we'd had this season <sighs> that result that resulted in goals that were like you know yeah. feet upon feet onside. It's it's comical, and I mean the mm-hmm. fact that we're you know still firmly in the title race makes it like not that big of a deal, I guess. And like, yeah. but it's <laughs> you, it's frustrating. You, it's you frustrating. can't help but laugh, right? Like no. it's it's yeah, a little much. So anyway, all I gotta say is you know referees do better. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you know, let, let's, let's, <laughs> let's pay, let's play and pay millions for VAR. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do it. Oh, but like, it's not even like VAR light is not that expensive. Let's be See, VAR light. I haven't really looked into it. What is it? Like what's, what it's, it it's essentially, it's essentially like, um, you don't have a full kind of like field level, uh, view. You'll have like multiple angles and they usually okay. use like broadcast level plus like low, low. It's like multiple cameras, yeah. but there's no like, uh, 3d recreation of like here's where the line for offside is and shit oh, like okay that. it's essentially just like you can review a play on video review slow motion and okay even like so it's basically like a cheap version of var that yeah. could easily be implemented by the league yeah. um and i just don't think they want to do it because of you know money um yeah, I, mean, it's, I don't it understand because like, it's, i mean i it guess seems like something you would need costs, it seems like something Maybe. you would need like federation uh, approval for because obviously right now you know the ref isn't yeah. allowed to go look at the big screen and then make a decision based on what but the like, replay wh- shows on the screen, why? right? Why? I know, exactly. Like it's obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like know. again, these these people are human. <laughs> Referees are human, and yeah. any to me any ability to review and to take help a them do look, their job better to take a second look at a play or or a call just to take a second look at it. Mm. You know that to me that's better than nothing. And right yeah. now we have nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yep. no, it's true. And I mean, I, I think I made this joke to you while lying in bed early, early this morning. But I was like, man, if if we can hardly move a hydro pole five years in to get a camera in there, I don't know how we're going to get VAR cameras. In here. <laughs> it's so true, though. Like, uh, so anyway, um, hopefully at some point in the future we get it. But yeah, even just oh man, even, just let them look at the replay, man. Just let them look at the replay on slow motion. I love our meme. little <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous it's ridiculous uh okay well you know now, now with that past you know it's probably you know uh, calmest ref discussion we've ever had on after the whistle i think because it's, it's more just funny at this point right yeah because all the angry people are currently on twitter and discord and they're fans of other teams who are experiencing yeah. this for the first no, time exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> johnny time. and i are grizzled veterans of yeah. the refer of the referee wars of 2020 nothing surprises me anymore <laughs> yeah exactly Exactly. Uh, so speaking of surprises, who surprised you? Who's your standout? Oh, my number game? one, man. Take a bow, San Miguel. Holy. Oh. We talked about the return of our patron saint last week. He played yes. a 45 last week, put in yep. a full 90 this week, and mm-hmm. man, did he have a good game. I missed you so much, BB. Oh, God, <laughs> it's so good to have him back. 54 yep. for 62 on passes. Ridiculous. Seven passes into the final third as a yep. defender in a three-man system, which is like very good. Yep. Seven accurate yeah. long balls, which is more than like anyone gets on the team. Yep. Three yep. out of four three four successful dribbles. Four for one tackles. Yep. Ridiculous. Eight for 11 on ground duels. Like just, yeah. DD level match for, for, you know, our resident Saints. So, you know what? Just monster game, Miguel. Yeah. There's a reason he made the, uh, the team of the week. So he made the team of the that week. That's right. Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. Yep. And we're talking about clearances and interceptions. Four clearances, four interceptions, four recoveries. Only dribbled past mm-hmm. once. Just absolutely rock solid. Yes. Um, stepped up. This is what we needed, right? With our wide center backs and our back three, we wanted to keep everyone at bay. Um, yep. And they did. They were compact. I thought all three of our center backs put in a shift. They did, yes. Yeah. But obviously, so, Miguel, uh, you know, takes the cake. 
Of course, of course. But laurels for all of them, in my opinion. Yep. Um, I mean, again, I'd be remiss if I didn't put Ollie Bassett up here. Um, to, he's 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 kind of returned to form, which has been awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his stats were excellent: five for six on dribbles, two for three tackles, one, eleven recoveries. Yeah, five passes in the 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 back or the the final third. But mm-hmm. I think the thing for me was just watching him his ball movement and vision in the in the in the end three like right by tristan henry mm-hmm. like that cut back off the off the touch line and then cutting back in to take that pass for which he was fouled and should be a pk yeah in my opinion uh, <laughs> in my <laughs> humble opinion uh but either way like just to have the game sense to to do that pass off and then immediately cut in to t- to receive a pass. Oh, is this from, the one where he had that yeah. shot off his left? That was a little yes. bit weak. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was sure he was scoring from there, dude. I was I was yeah. up, already up out of my seat. Exactly. So so it's that those types of plays that I think really kept our offense alive, which was yep. good because not only did it keep Forge's defense engaged, but it also allowed our defense to have a break, mm-hmm. <laughs> which which I think we needed in this when you have you know guys like Kyle Becker just coming in. <laughs> Full force, uh, you know, show. at the tip yeah. of the spear. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, I would put Ollie up here. Um, I also want to like, I, I want to keep say another thing about Ollie. It's, yeah. it's like, I feel like the long, the more he plays, the the more impressive even some of his individual skill gets. Yes. Like some of the things that he does to like start a counterattack. Yes. Are agree. insane. Like the way that he can just sort of tip a ball from the outside of someone with like the back of his leg and then go and run around and catch it and then continue with the charge is like. It really is extremely important for a team that sort of plays this way when you're going to be very defensive, very compact, and you need like the sort of individual brilliance to 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 take over in the offensive uh, part of the game. And you, know, yeah. you need a player like Ali Bassett for that. So, yeah, you know, thank goodness, even, because if yeah, we didn't, we didn't have even care. someone, yeah, we don't even care that you're tucking your shirt in and you're wearing long <laughs> sleeves and holding the <laughs> sleeves with your hands. I don't know what that's about, <laughs> but my wife literally was like, she's like, why is Ollie holding his shirt like that? I'm like, I don't know, but it's working. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's a he's a because he's, he's a G he's man a, he's, he's a, a cold G. little little man no. yeah <laughs> yeah so Ollie's definitely up there for me um, Nate Ingham I gotta I gotta give Nate some 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 shout yeah. outs um, no yeah he, he's he back. Was, the King's yeah, back he was definitely the difference between uh between one and zero points yes one hundred percent um you know he picked up his sixth clean sheet of the season which is super good mm-hmm. um I think that's is that top of the season like top of the league right now. For um, so yeah, tied for tied for second. Tied for second with six clean sheets behind Tristan Henry, who also got a clean sheet in the same game to go up to first with seven. Um, yeah, it's, it's very impressive. Very impressive. Yeah, but also, also, if we look at that stat, Nate also didn't play all of our games so far this season. Where this Tristan is true, Henry has started every game for Forge. Yeah, Nate has missed one, two, three, four, five, six games. So and there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so there you. So go. we see who the superior keeper is. <laughs> uh yeah so the three three saves two diving saves i yeah i agree with you i think he completely saved us from from dropping points this match which was awesome well i mean that save Uh, off the becker kick like i was sure that was going in dude i was absolutely sure that was going yeah so so yes so sneak peek to my moment of the match to me it was nate's save at 17 minutes against kyle becker yeah i was like yeah because i agree because kyle becker is a dangerous player in general and when you put him in Probably one of the primo spots for for attacking players to score from, mm. basically just just north of the PK of the penalty spot. Like, yeah. uh, 
I was like, yeah, here we go. This is, this is we're going to concede 17 minutes in. Yeah. And, he, and I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, right. Dove, right. Got the hands out. Yeah. Like, and yeah. it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a chance that, you know, you know, Kyle Becker is probably one of a small handful of players in the league that can, that can pull that off. But I mean, he's absolutely yeah. class, so he can do that. And that's why when he gets the ball there with no one around him, you know, takes the one touch, hits it on the volley. I'm like, yeah, this is scoring this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But thankfully. Yeah. Allstate and Nate made sure that didn't happen. He did. He did. Yes, he did. So great stuff from him. Yep. Um, and yeah, to me, I mean, I, I talked to him a little bit earlier, but I'll, 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 I'll honorable mention him, Zappa. Like, Absolutely. What a calm, what a calm presence mm-hmm. in, in the sixth position. Yep. 93% pass accuracy, five on duels. And, you know, his key play was definitely just shutting down the Forge midfield, like AJ, Kyle Becker. Like those guys are incredible footballers. Yes. And, and it was just great to see Zappa control them yeah and and prevent their like ferocity in an attack just slow it down enough that our defense can could regain their shape and then we were good to go yeah i mean he's dominating three out of three aerial duels one is incredible two out of three ground duels one ten recoveries it's just and four, it's like we, so we said 93 percent pass accuracy that's 40 passes by the way that's not like <laughs> you know yes. you, you didn't do 10 passes or you got nine of them or whatever <laughs> like this is 40 accurate passes it's just insane Yes. We're such a different team with him there. I know. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I'm just worried that this dude plays like every minute. Like, I, I mean, I think <laughs> how long are we going to do this? <laughs> we're all worried. Um, but you know what? Like, if as long as he's, he's healthy and as long as he's saying he can keep doing it, I mean, I don't like I, I think he's he's mature enough of a player to put his hand up at, you know, if he wasn't match fit. Or, or wasn't feeling right and say yeah. like, hey, I can't, you know, I don't want to like hurt myself. He's not a, you know, 20 year old player out there running his guts out and wanting to stay on the pitch like Tier Walker like, getting yeah. injured and then be like, yeah. I got to get back out there. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I mean, so. you'd think that because of the type of dude he is, he would know that like, listen, if I'm not 100%, I can't play and I shouldn't because it's not good for the team, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I really liked him again, his partnership with uh, Ilias in the mids. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was good. Uh, you know, Ili- Iliadis has definitely played himself into the starting 11 here. So I think that midfield with, with Zapater and Iliadis and Ali Bassett is, you know, easily our rock solid starting 11 midfield. You know, if, if I, I mean, healthy. it has to be, it has yeah. to be, I think at this point, um, yeah. it's, it's, it's tough to kind of decide now what we're looking at going into the playoffs. Cause obviously yeah. we don't know what's going to happen, but mm-hmm. I think most of the positions are fairly solid. Yeah. Um, barring some players coming back and then we'll, we'll see what you know happens with guys like Diego Speo, um, you know, Carl Howard, those guys come back into the lineup. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at our center back, uh, our center mid depth that was on the bench. We basically had Antonaro and Verhoeven and yeah. ne- neither of the, neither of them start over, over those three previously mentioned like at all. Yeah. It's easy. So, yeah. Nice when it, when the team picks itself for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Disappointments. Um, I mean, there, I don't know. I don't think like there's a few players that didn't have the, a great game, but um, I mean, I didn't. I didn't think Zach Verhoeven had a particularly good sub on. No, um, unfortunately. But also, it, it, we brought him on late, and I, I get that bringing him on at the end is generally our go-to move. Yeah. And sometimes you know he he brings magic, and sometimes he he fizzles a bit, and this yeah. was 
you know, six touches, zero for four on ground duels, and he got that. I mean, that yellow card. I was like, that was so avoidable. Oh yeah, kicking the ball. Kicking the, the ball away. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So. Like, I mean, this this could very well be you know frustration for not starting because I mean we talked about this yeah. earlier in the season as well. It's like okay, he's an amazing super sub. He's magic. Players don't want to be super subs, not when they're only twenty five years old, right? Yeah, that's so true. like coming out and not having a great showing is probably really frustrating. Um. And, you know, it's frustrating for everyone, really. I mean, Bobby is not a stupid man. Like, he definitely knew that was coming and was like, all right, make sure that this kid doesn't do what he does. He's yeah, make sure he doesn't late. get a single touch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, and I mean, none of our subs really had any impact. Del Campo, Howarth, it was, the game was done. It was killed off. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, it's not really disappointing. It was just, you know, <laughs> both, both teams basically played their perfect game plan and... You know what is, <laughs> and, and here we ended up. Let's just say, right? Time. I mean, what is what is that old like Italian uh, Catenazio uh, quote where it's like the perfect football match ends nil nil? It did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Honestly, like, there's not a whole lot more we can say other than yeah. that. To, yeah. to be fair, so. Yeah. Um, I I I know we knew we want to do areas for per- improvement here, but like honestly, I don't know if I don't, there are any. To be honest, we just I mean, said everyone did exactly what they went out to do, and then it ended with nothing, nothing, and no big chances. So. Exactly. Um, I, I, yeah, there's not a whole lot more I can say. We, do, we, do, we avoided defeat at home to Forge. That's about the thesis statement yeah. <laughs> of this game. All right. Well, having said that, you heard enough from us. Now it's time to hear from you. CCSG Mailbag. Bit of a light one this week because, yeah. uh, again, I forgot to ask everyone until like two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's my bad, y'all. Um, yeah, so we've uh, made it to the mailbag section of the podcast. Um, you know, we're speed running through this today. Uh, so this is the part of the podcast where you guys can send in, you know, whatever you want uh, to tell us. Uh, you know, you can send us your, you know, home home improvement tips. You can send us, <laughs> you know, your your whatever you want. We'll read it. We'll probably laugh at it. Um, we'll give our comments and uh, and then uh, yeah we'll go from there. there you go. So it's the best part of being a member of CCSG is you get a whole section of the podcast is for you, just for you, just for you. Cool. Um, so this section, I love that most of these questions aren't about like the game. <laughs> 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 Which, I love you it. know fair play. That's fine by me. Um, yeah. How do the recent announcements affect Wally's legacy? If you oh haven't boy. been tuning in, um, Wally the inflatable dinosaur has been retired. Um, he hasn't been retired. He is retiring. He is retiring. Sorry, this is true. <laughs> this he is weekend. retiring. And uh, we have an interesting new development coming. And you're going to have to go to TD Place to see it. But Yeah, if you want to see it, you should go and see it. Um, honestly, I, I don't think... The recent announcements will ever affect Wally's legacy because mm-hmm. Wally lives forever in all of our hearts. <laughs> um, you know, I, I it's funny because I think back to some of my favorite memories when I was back in, in Canada about some of the matches and a lot of them revolve around this stupid inflatable dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> like, seeing it strapped to the top of Bryce's van when we went to York and seeing it oh like God, on the... Oh my God, that was funny. <laughs> so like, so like that, like, and seeing, you know, it get, you know, you'd, you'd always hear it in the dub too because when, when you knew Wally was coming, it would be like, the crowd noise, the drums, then all you hear is, so, um, so yeah, so I, I think he's cemented in, in, I'm going to call it Easy. the core memories of, of the dub. Um, and I don't think he'll ever, uh, if, you know, lose his place. Um, I just think that we're going forward in a new direction, mm-hmm. which will hopefully continue to, uh, to continue to be awesome for, for the dub and for, 
um, for us at ATO and uh, at TD Place. No, I love it. I mean, everybody loves Wally, right? And it's it's like okay, obviously this uh, in pool inflatable has you know gone gone through a lot in the past year. I can't imagine yeah. uh, it's devoid of holes at all at the moment. <laughs> um, so I yep. mean, what you know, what's the solution? Do you buy another one and pass it off as just the same Ollie, like a, like a TV show when they just get another dog or something, or do you <laughs> do you let him bow out gracefully? And I think as we saw him uh, traveling around the city, going to uh, Lucho's taco truck, going to the Ottawa Titans baseball game, invading the press box during the game, he's he's having a one last hurrah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So going out with dignity. I love it. Wally, we, we love you and you will be missed. Um, and whatever comes next, I'm sure it will be just as awesome. So you know how um, in the preseason when the players go to, um, they go to the game at the, uh, at the Wanda and um, mm-hmm. uh, the Metropolitano and they go and they look at the Atleti Madrid like museum with all their yes. old shirts in it and like the yeah, old yeah. balls and like trophies and stuff. I think that Wally should go in the Atletico Madrid museum. <laughs> <laughs> behind like in a glass case in a glass could case you, could you imagine though people walking in like have never what even heard of this league this? and they're just like what the <laughs> hell is that <laughs> there's like a ball that's like 120 years old and like all of this like ancient history stuff and then there's an inflatable <laughs> <then> dinosaur <laughs> wearing a, like a striped shirt ah <laughs> uh, that would be amazing and you know what that's the legacy he deserves exactly so you're listening out there fernando mm-hmm. make it happen <laughs> please make it happen yeah so um all right uh <laughs> i'll read you this one this is good <laughs> Some children wore dino costumes that looked more like they were taking Barney from behind. Okay. All right. Uh, and hammered fans called it, quote, top shit hazardry, end quote. Previously, they've had an old Yorkie join them at Timbit Field. Is this epic trolling or are Hamilton fans just pissy because they never come up with anything anyone else has wanted to copy? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, there's a lot. There's a lot to. There's a lot to unpack. I did see the last their... part is 100 percent true. Yeah, so no, let's that just is kick true. that one off. Yeah, they're just jealous. Well, I mean, every it, well, that's just it, right? Everything they do is 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 a is a copy, and I mean, you know, often imitated, never duplicated. It's 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 flattering to to have. Yes, yeah. Actually, copy, I think I right, commented right. on Twitter right before we jumped on this on some Forge fan. I was like, yeah. imitation is the purest form of flattery, man. Yeah, there you go. And I mean, I did see them with the the dinosaurs in their su- supporter section. I thought it was funny. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's kind of like a funny little kind of meme thing. But yeah. then when you also watched them trying to sing whatever song they were trying to sing, where they were like, "Where the nightmare the teams have." I don't know. Oh, I, was, I watched it. I was like, it was the cringiest shit I'd seen all week. Um, yes, you rough, know, and I mean, the thing times. is, is like, I never want to um, besmirch supporters that make the trip. I think that mm-hmm. traveling support is like something that mm-hmm. we absolutely need. And 100%. Any, anyone who puts the effort into doing that gets my respect. But with respect comes, uh, you know, lovable clowning as well. So yes, we're going to do exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. So the, to answer this, the first part of that question, it's not top shithousery at all. There you go. <laughs> i love it i will say the um the picture of them with the old yorkie head like the guy in yeah. the forge shirt with the old yorkie head just like in the stands as they were like getting absolutely blown out at home against york is like that goes down in cpl history that is some yeah, of the funniest shit i've ever seen that's the good stuff and, yeah yeah exactly so that's the that's the good stuff yeah. um but yeah this was you know low effort i would yeah. call it 
Um, considering that we've tied against Forge instead of winning, are our chances of winning the league gone? Or do you believe what King Ingham said during the post-match presser that it all comes down to the last day? I am a former believer in, you know, never, never leave a match before it's over. Never call a league before it's done. Yeah. Um, you look across, you know, any, any top flight national league and we've seen crazy end of season collapses. We've seen teams rise from, you know, the, the, what were, what they probably thought was a grave to, to top a league. Um, I mean, we went, we saw us go from last to first in one season. So, yeah. so I think that I'm going to say, quote unquote, anything is possible. I mean, t- we might get the perfect results from all of the remaining games in the season with other teams where we just end up at the top of the table. Yeah. And that would be great. Yeah. Um, so I kind of agree with Nate Ingham on this one. I think that it's, it's, it, there's still a chance. There's still a chance we can end up at the top <clears> of the table. I'm still confident. I know last time I said we're going to, and you know what? I'm going to say it again. We're going to top the table. There you go. Um, so I, I just, I would like to see us beat cavalry this weekend i think that's this is our this is our make or break weekend um because post that you know we're looking at vancouver uh and then pacific and then uh and then wanderers it's it's, valor it's tough to say like it's it's funny the way this question is worded are our chances of winning the league gone because we tied against forge i mean if if, you know (laughs) i think that our chances of winning the league are now you know better because we managed to not lose against forge that's something that i'm looking at it's forge we go into this fixture always expecting to lose i thought what people want to hear but i mean deep down in your hearts that's not what we're expecting to happen right so anytime we can get any sort of points is like a win in my book not a win literally but like it's a good thing we have a (laughs) horrible record against and we've beaten them once so no not like getting a point out of forge for me is good for our title chances i don't see it as a loss two points i see it as a gain point and i mean we're only four points behind the top of the league we got seven games to go second through fifth i'll have 32 points there's everything to play for still well and almost on top of that you know the team we're playing this weekend is the current top of the table cavalry, and our head-to-head against them is eight wins one draw and two or eight wins one draw two losses so easy chances are good yeah that we could pick up some points this weekend as yeah. well. Huge six-point game. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah. Um, all right. Our own John Hopkins was on crutches this weekend after planting a foot wrong <laughs> while playing his first seven games in possibly a decade. <laughs> <laughs> Who will make it back to the field first, him or Neba? <laughs> um, based on the fact that I believe Neba didn't even make the bench for the- no, he did make the bench for this. Yeah. Um, it's a race, Johnny. It's a race. <laughs> yeah, no, probably John. I think I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> based, based, right? Like, we yeah, based on everything we've seen in the past. And yeah, based on all the evidence with our own eyes, probably. John. Yes, yeah. Because <laughs> even if he did make it back onto the pitch, he would get a cramp seventeen minutes into the game. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, this this one is rude. Just so you know, this is my we don't opinion. agree with we don't agree with this nickname. We don't. All right, whoever wrote this. But the question is. Why is Del Campo Del Crapo at scoring? <laughs> so rude. So rude. Um, well, first of all, he played 16 minutes. And he touched it match. twice. <laughs> he had two touches. Let's, <laughs> let's uh, you know, it's uh, again, you know, you, it's tough. If, unless you're Zach Verhoeven, it's tough to generate anything in 16 minutes. Yeah. Um, Especially this game yeah. that was basically already killed off at this point. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just think... <sighs> Yeah, I, I I wish I I wish I knew. I wish I could like read this guy's mind and and find out what the what the what the you know linchpin is for him to 
start scoring, but mm-hmm. it's tough because he's had a bunch of chances. He just has never, never finished on them. Um, or the, you know, the keeper's been in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he's had some beautiful plays too. We've seen some, some assists from him. Um, so I don't think he's, you know, a particularly bad player for us to continue to field. Um, it's just tough to see him not score. Um, and, and again, that's, that's, you know, a bit of, bit of shades of, um, shades of Brian, right. Maybe from last, last year where for a while he was on a goal, goal list drought. And yeah. then we were kind of like, well, at what point during a goal list drought, do you, do you start performing poorer because you haven't scored because it's like in your head now. It's a psychological um, thing, right? I mean, it's, it's a very well-known thing among strikers. It's like, I just need us to win a penalty so we can give him a pen to take to sort of, you know, get that monkey off his back. <laughs> true. True. You know? Yeah. So. We're finally winning them this um, yeah, season. So I, I think I, we've got three this season. You know, we normally don't win that many penalties, so not a bad true. thing. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Um, so maybe it'll happen. Um, but either way, I think we all want to see Del Campo score. Um, matter of time. I it's, still think it's a matter of time. It's so funny. Like, we've turned on strikers that have scored goals, and we've, like, had strikers been in our bad books that weren't scoring goals. Here's a guy that hasn't scored a goal from us, but, like, we're not turning on him yet. Like, for some reason, there's something <laughs> in his play that we look at, and we're like, no, like I think you can do it. <laughs> yeah, because he's he's, I'm behind he's solid. You still. Because even when to to <clears throat> me the difference is even when he is not scoring, which is his current state, he's still helping generate plays that are resulting in goals and resulting in wins. And he so, so obviously has a good attitude as well. That's that's a big yes. thing for supporters, yeah. right? Like, yeah. So as long as he continues to do that, like I'm I'm fully for him. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then the goals, you know what? It's gonna it's gonna be a little little spot in the dam that's leaking water and then suddenly it's gonna bust and he's gonna goal fest. Uh, yeah goal fest right in the playoffs right yeah. when we need him <laughs> right when we need it it is unfortunate for him right now that sammy salter is kind of de facto starting striker um so you know he's, he's got to either wait for sammy to have a poor run of games or just show something in training or something i guess i mean if he keeps coming yeah. on for these 16 minute cameos when we're when the games are being killed off it's it's hard to see where the goals are going to come isn't it yeah, yeah, and again, that's that's not something that we have control over at this point. Um, this so we'll true. see. Yep, so we will see. Yep, we got one last one, and it's funny. All right, um, to, I'll I'll give it to you. Um, <clears throat> we had five colors of smoke that we popped above the Hollywood symbol as the anthem concluded. It was the soccer for everyone game, so we had the rainbow colored smoke going over the Hollywood sign, which was sick. By the way, shouts out to the club for doing the soccer for everyone game because it was awesome. Um, I bet, you know, it would have been a nightmare for Brian Wright if he was there. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to throw I mean, in one of those every I mean, single episode. I mean, you're not wrong, honestly. <laughs> he, he probably would have, yeah, he probably would have cried about it or something. Um, four went off fine, but Patrick almost suffered an injury trying to start a dud smoke. How perfect was it that the orange smoke bomb was the one that didn't go off? <laughs> Yes, it's perfect. Honestly, that's that's the name of this season, which has been great to mm-hmm. see Forge slide so hard out of the top of the table. Um, so yes, I think it's very fitting that the Orange Smoke Dome didn't go off, much as their team hasn't gone off all season, which has been great. I love it. Um, the Forge downfall is what we all want to see, right? Being in fifth with you know one more game played than everyone above them is hilarious. Um, I was really hoping that Bobby was going to frig off to TFC. Unfortunately, earlier today, we found out that it's John Herdman that is taking over at TFC. Um, I just want the Forge downfall to happen. We all need it. We want to see it. The the first year that Forge misses the playoffs is going to be like a momentous occasion for everyone in the league. Oh, my God. It'll be so good for all teams that aren't Forge. 
It's going to be like when the war ended and then the, the, the Roaring Twenties started. <laughs> <laughs> you know the great war yeah that yes one. yeah yeah and then and then when they and then when they inevitably come back and rise again it'll be just like you know world war ii <laughs> return return of forge <laughs> return of forge the, oh my god there's jokes i'm not gonna make but yes um so, so yes not the biggest mailbag but a great mailbag nonetheless thank you for uh, yeah. your questions uh my bad uh next week i'll try and do better I won't promise anything, but I'll try. Um, next home match against Cavs, Saturday, September 2nd, 7 p.m. What do you think about this one? Uh, I mean, our record with them is good. Against them is good. Very um, good. In general. I would like to see us win, obviously. Uh, <laughs> that's just dumb thing to say. <laughs> I would like to see us win. Big um, if true. Big if true. But I would like to see us win just because I love, again, watching Tommy Wheeldon Jr. lose, which I, I just think is funny. Mm-hmm. Like him and him and Bobby, like watching both of them lose and have meltdowns is just uh, so good. It's so yeah. good. And yeah. I love seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the kind of stuff that I would like to see. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're going to win it. Um, I think it's going to be like three, like a three one. We have a cl- we had a classic three one against Cavs um, in twenty twenty one. I was at that game. Remember the Dylan Pally double pen save? Ah, uh, yes, yes, yeah. Three one is a good scoreline for us. So yes, Cavs at home. Um, I would love like obviously in their last five they've lost two. One of them was us. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they had that absolute capitulation against Valor when they went up two nil and then ended up losing three two. Um, <laughs> Only beating Valor two, uh, only beating York two one, only beating Pacific one nil with a with a, a bad pen call. I don't know, dude. I think they're ripe for the taking. They're beatable, especially for they're us. Beatable, for especially sure. for us. Yeah, It'll be a huge win for us against the top of the table club. We won't be able to go top of the table because we're four points behind, but it would still be huge for our title chances in the run in, regardless. Yes, yes. So. Before that game, we have a, a hot stove on the Friday night. Previously, did you tune into the hot stove before this game? I did not. I heard it was good, though. It was spicy. I was on it. Um, yeah, I heard you joined. I did. I did. I'm not going to lie. I had a few wobbly pops before I joined. Probably why I talk so much. Um, <laughs> Johnny, okay. coming in hot. <laughs> coming in hot. I, I came in <laughs> hot, too. Um, Shouts out to Chris, the Forge fan. Chris Arsenal for coming on. We love it when the opposing fans come on the hot stove. Um, and when they don't act like no finish. Um, yes. And who also made an appearance on the hot stove. It's probably one of the most bizarre no finish cameos I've <laughs> ever heard on the hot stove. And that's a that's a feat, right? There. That's a very very big feat. Um, there were at least there was no Popeyes chicken burps, so I guess we can be yeah, blessed about that. Um, so yes, hot stove coming up this Friday at eight p.m. I believe it's 8 p.m. Eddie just 7 p.m. Sorry, just got the text from Eddie. 7 p.m. Eddie's back in the hot stove. Shouts out to John for taking over the hot stove over the past uh, three editions of it. Killed it. Um, obviously killed it. Uh, Fantasy League Roundup. CCSD yep. Fantasy League Premier League. How are you doing, Patty? Uh, well, I put up the average this week was 44 points. I yep. put up exactly 44 points. That's so fine. That's fine. Average AF. Uh, I'm sitting in 26. What about you, Johnny? I put up 36 points, <laughs> which Killed is it. below average. Um, and I am sitting in 56. So oh, nice. 30, 30, 30, 30 <laughs> position spread between you and I. Uh, so I had like, <laughs> I'm so bad at picking way too many players from the same team. 
Oh, like, yeah. You got to spread it out. Dog. Yeah, no, dude. I've got three Liverpool players in my team. I've got See, three Newcastle players, two of them which I much, fielded for this. And they played each other, one another. How are you going to yeah. be playing five players in the same game that's, but on that's, both that's, teams? That's your problem, my guy. I'm awful yeah, at this yeah. game. I, 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 as, as terrible as it is to say, as a Liverpool fan, I currently have zero Liverpool players on my team. You don't have most Salah on trust, your team? I don't trust. I don't. Well, no, I didn't. Didn't take Salah. I didn't mm. take Salah. I, I dealt down on Manchester United, and yeah. it was a mistake because <laughs> I took uh, Rashford and Fernandez, and neither of them have been performing where I no. want them to be. No. So. Um, I luckily, Holland luckily, as, as Ollie does. Watkins has been killing it. Oh yeah. Okay. No, he's a, he's a <laughs> bit of a cheat code for sure. He's good. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know about next week, dude. I'm so bad at this game. I think it's already over for me, to be honest with you. <laughs> 56th, I'm not coming back from this. <laughs> I mean, you never know. You never know. You might you know, tactically play your your bench boost or your triple or something. See, this is, I'm not, I'm dumb. Like, I don't know the best, to seize the opportunity when it's best to do these types of things. I need, like, to be one of those cheaters that just runs their team through the AI every week and then have, let's see, AI Chat GPT, tell me what we should do. <laughs> So anyway, what we're trying to say in this podcast is if you're not in the league, uh, you should get in it next year. Yeah, because it's, it's, very a, it's fun. a fun time. It is fun. Oh, my God. The Plus, you get to compete against other other you know professional athletes. It's great. That's true. Where's Carl it's actually the one, this it's week? It's the one. <laughs> literally, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, I'll bring we're it on up. Carl Watch every week. 11th. He's an 11th. Of course Carl, he is. He knows ball. So good. He knows ball. Of course he's an 11th. <laughs> my God. Of course. Where's of course. Uh, I just got to try and finish above Carl. I got to get like Carl. It's not going to happen. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a blase episode. This is so far, eh, Patty? I guess it was a game yep. that deserved it. Um, yeah, exactly. If you want to be uh, at the game in the dub against uh, Cavs on Saturday, go to the W ticket live on the website, top right corner. Um, if you've only just started attending games, reach out to us on social media and stuff and get involved. Um, we love it. Um, make sure you check into Patrick Gibson doing the player ranking series. Like I say, it's, it's the homework I cheat off of every week. Um, ben <laughs> Ralph with the forward press, um, giving us the press conferences, which we use a lot of that info on here too. Uh, Megan White with the footy one one series as always his new designs in the shop. Um, stay tuned for the surprise that's going to be coming, uh, you know, straight out of the Jurassic period on Saturday. It's going to be great. Well. It's going to be exciting. It's Patty, be great. what else do you want to say about this? snooze festival game this week i'm looking forward to more excitement this weekend yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah all right hopefully so, on monday uh, with we'll, that yeah but vamos a you gotta you know hopefully on monday we we'll go be again. talking about a 3-1 win or something like that uh, so good <laughs> we go again all right talk to you later. Vamos a cheers vamos. <laughs>